First off, babe, happy Father's Day. This is going to be my first Father's Day this Sunday and chill wellness, the company dedicated to bringing you the most premium CBD products on the planet is having an amazing Father's Day deal. If you hit the link in the show notes, go to chillwellness.com. That's chill with one L. In your cart, enter promo code DADS20. You're going to get 20% off your entire order all month long. If you go to their Instagram, Chill Wellness, you see that they put your boy on there because guess what? If I'm anything, I'm a dad, and they showed me on there with my shaved-ass head looking super dad-like. I'm looking super dad-like, and I love it. And genuinely, this dad uses all of their products, especially the sports stick, on my knees because my daughter doesn't care that my knees need 30 minutes to warm up before we do any sort of physical activity. She has exploring to do right now, so I like to use the sports stick on my knees. If you want to help out a man in your life, go to chillwellness.com or hit the link in the show notes. Enter promo code DADS20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. No clue about trading. Let's open this up. Oh, that's literally all it says. You don't have a body. So your only advice was anyone have a baby during COVID and how are you handling it? I feel like it helped. Genuinely. Because I didn't I didn't have the burden of focusing on what was happening on the news every day. I didn't have the burden of wondering if the entire world is going to come crashing around because I had a super good perspective of the only thing that matters in the world is this brand new little baby. So I didn't get too stressed out. So maybe just focus on that. Focus on what matters. With them being newborns, all you really got to do... Yeah. Yeah. And that's her piece of advice as well. Okay. So what did you say? What did you say? Sack up? That's good advice. Yep. The nine-month-old says sack up. Welcome to the podcast, babe. We're going to talk about nothing and everything. So take a seat. Put on a hoodie and enjoy your hour. Good morning, Cubs. You're listening to episode 18 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. How you doing, babe? I'm doing great. Can you feel it? Can you feel the difference already? Can you feel... Can you feel what happens when your boy gets a day of decompression? I went about 20 days in a row without even taking a breath. And I'm sure that that reflected directly in the last two episodes of the podcast. I was running at a thousand in life. I was a little bit stressed out. And I was running at a thousand and one for the podcast because this is obviously a little bit of a ramped up version of myself. But I had a day of decompression, been hanging out with family. It's been great. And I am just ready to chill and have a good little conversation with you guys. So grab a cozy, comfy hoodie if you feel so inclined. Get cozy. Maybe grab a blanket. I don't know. Whatever you got to do. Get naked and uh, go sit outside on your front porch to scare your neighbors. Whatever you want to do in order to get yourself into your most coziest, comfortable position. Hey, Then if you have kids, you're going to take them and you're going to lock them in the closet because this is your hour. This is your hour. This is not their hour. They have 23 hours of the day. You have one. And this is it. And then I need you to turn to your significant other, partner, animal, relative, whatever. And I need you to tell them, you don't feel like talking. You don't feel like chatting. And they're going to say, I didn't want to talk anyway. And you're going to say, shut up. Because the conversation's over. This is your time. Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. This just in, Jennifer Lopez has Giardia. 
And you might say, wait, hold on. That's that feels like a little bit that feels like it's coming a little bit out of left field. And it is and it is because that's what I said in my sleep at 3 a.m. last night. Apparently, apparently, according to my wife, first of all, baby girl had her first sickness and was leaking out of every orifice in her face. And it was the saddest thing of all time. But it also meant that we didn't sleep. So I fell asleep for about 46 minutes. And in my 46-minute slumber, I started mumbling. I'm not much of a talker, but in the morning hours, I can start talking in my sleep. And I go, uh, and Jordan is up and looks over at me and goes, is about to say what? And I adjust myself, turn to her and go in a high, in my like high-pitched speaking voice, kind of the voice that I use for like videos and stuff that like a little, it the, the cadence is a little bit higher. You know what I'm talking about. Cubs know what I'm talking about. In that cadence, I go, this just in, Jennifer Lopez has Giardia. And then she told me about that when I woke up and I said, I have no idea what I was dreaming about. And also another thing, remind me what Giardia is. I didn't know what Giardia was. And my brain says, it sounds good with Jennifer Lopez. Apparently my dreams are like a Buzzfeed article. I'm just clickbaiting in my dreams. I'm just trying to get people's attention in my dream. I have no, I have no substance to the actual article or to the actual news story. I'm just clickbaiting, trying to get people's attention. So this just in Jennifer Lopez has Giardia and immediately hoping that I'm in touch with my fortune teller abilities that I've literally never had, but I was like, oh my God, is this a sign? Google if Jennifer Lopez has Giardia. And if she would have, I would have shit myself, but turns out she doesn't. I'm not a fortune teller, no matter how cool I think that sounds. There's no chance that I'm telling anybody's future because unfortunately Jennifer Lopez did not have Giardia. And that's just, that's just how the cookie crumbles. And you know, JLo, if I'm, if I'm a future teller, not not necessarily a fortune teller. I'm not I'm not able to see what's going on in the world right now. J Lo, if you go overseas and you're, you know, helping out some kids, you know, in some poor impoverished impoverished? Impoverished? Here we go. That's the word. That's the word of this episode. Imp- impoverished. That doesn't sound right. But but we're gonna roll with it because that's what we do, because we just keep we just keep on trucking. So the poor impoverished impoverished <laughs> Jesus area of Africa, don't drink the water, okay? Because you're going to for sure get Giardia because some random white guy in Minnesota said that it was going to happen. So be careful, babe. Be careful out there, JLo. I know you're listening to this podcast because this podcast just hit top 10% this week, and that's fucking wild. That's super cool. I super like it. And I love all of you. And I try to like most people. I try to understand that everyone, for the most part, is just trying to do their best. I, t- I try to do that for most people. Basically, the opposite of how I was 10 years ago. Because I feel like no one no one is necessarily evil. No one wakes up. Well, no, I shouldn't say no one. Most people, most people, the high majority of people, wake up and try to do their best. They try to do their best out in the world. And they might make stupid decisions or they might do decisions that they think is for the best, but it turns out hurting others. I don't think that that was the intention. So I try to like most people. I try to give most people the benefit of the doubt. Unless you're wearing khakis and a blue button-up t-shirt and you have a shoulder bag that's brown leather, 
like you're really, really done up and you're and you have a really, really clean haircut and you look like you work as a salesman at the Verizon store and you're riding a unicycle. Okay, unless that's you, I like you. Unless that's you, I trust that you're just trying to be a good person. But if you're riding a unicycle wearing khakis, oh, and dress shoes, for sure dress shoes, for sure brown leather dress shoes that match your brown Merce, that 10 out of 10 has a MacBook laptop in it, and you're unicycling down the road and I see you and it's 10.30 in the morning, hey homie, you if that's you, you almost got door checked yesterday. You almost got clipped by a Ford F-150. So, dude, I was driving. I was having a great day. I Honestly, I'm driving around. The sun is shining. It's hot out. It's beautiful. I'm getting that vitamin D in the clean way, not the dirty way. Don't be a fucking pervert. All right, cub? And I pull up to this intersection and I make sure that I obey the laws of the road and I stopped before the crosswalk section, you know, like a good Samaritan. I don't want to, I don't want to be blocking anybody off from someone trying to cross blocks, trying to get sidewalk to sidewalk. So I stopped before the intersection. I hadn't even really seen anybody. And then out of my perifs to my right, I see movement. So I glance over to the right and there's a guy not doing well on a unicycle. And I say not doing well. It would have been kind of one thing if he just gripped and ripped and fucking hauled ass across the intersection at like 15 miles an hour on a unicycle. I feel like that almost would have changed my perspective. But you know when you see someone trying to do a new skill and you can tell they're like a baby deer learning how to walk. This guy stutter stepped his unicycle and it went sideways, other way, other direction, other direction while he's trying to find his fucking center of gravity. And by the way, I could have gone. I could have gone and then I could have been on the road, but I saw him and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll let this fucking Trent guy on this unit, I don't even know what the proper basic ass name for someone who wears dress clothes and rides a unicycle. I don't know what I would name him. Usually I'm quick with the names. I don't know what I would name him. He could have been a fucking Corey for all I know. Probably was a Corey. And it took him about 25 seconds, which is way too long when you're talking about traffic, to cross in front of me on his unicycle because he wasn't doing well. So my thought process was, hey, what's the point? What's the point? I thought that grown-ass men on Razor scooters were the worst people on the planet. And it turns out there's worse. It turns out that that's not the bottom tier of people on, in the world. It's not, it's not the dorkiest people. And I'm not saying dork as in we're all dorks. I'm saying dorks as in I hope that a gang of guys who ride razor scooters get together and jump the unicyclist because he's just too nerdy for the world. If you get caught, that's on you, unicyclist. Corey, if you get caught, that's on you. Practice more at home before you take your unicycle out into the wild. Okay? If you have to go sideways, 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 and the wheel's just going back and forth, don't immerse yourself into the flow of normal people walking their dogs, okay? Because you're going to hurt somebody. Hopefully yourself, but you're going to hurt somebody. This guy was all over the road, and it just immediately ruined my day. And I was like, where are you going? Are you going to go sit in a cubicle in the Sprint store? 
Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go sell people fire sticks at Best Buy? What are we doing? Are you gonna call yourself a genius and fix people's cracked screens in the back of an iPhone store, an Apple store, whatever the fuck? Take the bus. All I'm saying is, if you're a unicyclist, your spirit animal is a rat because 0.001% of people like you. So rethink your decisions. Rethink your decisions day day to day, day to day. You might be like VJ. It sounds kind of like you're bullying. It sounds kind of like you're bullying. Well, some people need it. So your spirit animal is a rat. I don't make the rules. I just say them. So I don't get the whole spirit animal thing. Actually, I don't get the whole, I don't get the whole, I connect like guys that get like a bear tattooed on their chest and they're like, it's me. It's not you. It's a picture of a grizzly that a professional photographer took. Guys that get a black panther on their forearm and they go, it's representative of my agility. It's my spirit animal. And it's like, well, I know you're a rock climber, but maybe take it easy there. Okay. I don't get the whole spirit animal thing. My spirit animal is me because I'm the only person that I've ever been and I'm in my own body. My spirit animal is me. I'm my favorite thing on the planet. And also being humble is one of my top three favorite things about myself. So I feel like, I feel like the Cubs should probably try to mirror that. No more connecting with random animals out in the universe no more i'm trying to embody the spirit of a horse you know no more no more i'm trying to connect with a bald eagle connect with yourself and be your own spirit animal and be a fucking badass human being and i understand the whole concept of the spirit animal comes from the fact that as humans we see power in certain animals we see power why don't you just have that power why don't you just have it to yourself so if your name is claire your spirit animal is Claire. If your name is Muhammad, your spirit animal is Muhammad. Your version of Muhammad, not Muhammad the God. Isn't there a Muhammad God? Isn't Muhammad another? I don't know. I shouldn't guess. I shouldn't guess. That's what I like to call. That's that's what I like to call eggshell ice water that I'm stepping on because I don't know other things. I don't know enough about. Oh, oh, dude. Okay. Speaking of Muhammad, I have I have not told this story yet. I love this story. So, I was driving one day. Okay. And I was going to the gas station. And in Minnesota, you can't sell beer and liquor in a gas station. You just can't. In Idaho, you can sell meth in the back. And they do. So you can sell everything in a gas station in Idaho. But you cannot sell liquor in a gas station. You have to have a specific liquor store in Minnesota. Separate and its own entity. But I went to the gas station one day. And kitty corner to the gas station in the same parking lot is a liquor store. So I go in, I get my fucking Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever the fuck was so necessary that I needed to buy that day. And I'm getting ready to leave. At this point, I'm driving my 2002 Forest Green Ford Ranger, which is basically a car that's just a little bit taller. And I loved that truck. I still have that truck. That's going to be baby girl's first vehicle. And that makes me so excited. But that's not the point of this story. I'm going to continue on. I digress. So it is a torrential downpour this day. The rains are a slapping. There's thunder and lightning. It's like in the movies. You know the fake rain in the movies where you're like, no rain is ever that heavy. Like in the notebook when she runs and kisses him and they make out and and they both just look like they jumped into the ocean. Rain doesn't really fall like that, but this day it was. Jog back out to my truck after I got my Reese's peanut butter cups and I get in the truck and there is a guy standing outside the liquor store. Now, this guy starts approaching my vehicle. Okay. My vehicle is underneath 
the overhang of the building so it's not getting hit with the water so you can access the passenger window of my truck without getting wet which i didn't think parking there was going to lend itself as an invitation but this guy did so he starts approaching my vehicle from the entrance of the liquor store doors and whatever i don't really get nervous in situations like that i cracked the passenger window because we were already making direct eye contact now this guy is about 6'1 and he is in a full tan suit monochrome head to toe well hold on, not toe i'll get to that in a second he is in a monochrome tan suit he's looking clean it looks good the suit itself looks good and on his feet were a pair of adidas slides so i wasn't sure what his whole thing was also it's like 10 30 in the morning he's standing outside of a liquor store I don't get what's happening. All I'm wondering as he's approaching my truck is, what's this guy's day-to-day? -day? What gets you to throw on a $300 all-the-way tan suit and then slip on a pair of Adidas slides with your bare feet? You know what I'm saying? And also go to the liquor store at 1030 in the morning. My guess is that it was a rough day or a rough night. So I crack the passenger window as he gets to the truck. And I, I, I don't know this guy's, uh, like, I don't know where he's from, but I can do his voice, okay? I don't know the origin of this voice. I don't know what area on the planet it comes from, but I can do it, and I'm gonna. And he goes, excuse me, can I have a ride? And I was like, where are you going? Because I'm not going to go way out of my way, but if it's on the way, I'll go. And he just points across the road. There's a little, there's a little bend in the road, so... As you exit the gas station, you come to an intersection, you have to cross a busy street, and then there's a little curve in the road, and it's probably 150 yards away is this apartment building. And he goes, right there, right there. I'm going to my niece's birthday party. And I was like, hop in. That's fucking fine. You, you don't want to get that, you don't want to get that suit wet? That's fine, buddy. Hop on in. He gets in. I get a wave of vodka, a wave, a wave of a little bit something else. There's some spices mixed in there. I was like, whew, that is too heavy of a smell for someone to be smelling like that at 1030 in the morning. But he hops in and immediately starts swearing, but in the nicest way. Immediately, he's so thankful. He's so grateful, which that's nice. You know, he gets into the passenger seat of the 2002 Ford Ranger. Right when the door closed, he goes, motherfucker, you are so nice. Motherfucker, you are so nice. You are so nice, motherfucker. I was like, all right, that's three motherfuckers in three seconds. And I haven't even opened my Reese's peanut butter cups yet. So I was like, I was, all right, let's, let's drive out. I was like, your niece's birthday, huh? And he goes, yeah, I'm very excited. And then I was like, cool. It's just kind of casual. I mean, it's going to be what? A minute and a half drive. So I feel like I didn't have to like get into it. We're not going cross state lines is all I'm saying. We're not going, we're not going to really get to know each other on this adventure. So we're driving and I get to the intersection and he goes, son of a bitch. And I was like, okay. Like, did, I was like, you good? You forget something? And he's like, you're so nice. People, some people are so mean. You are so nice. And I was like, wow, makes me feel good. But I'm also slightly on edge because he said motherfucker three times. And I was a little bit nervous about that. So far, his vocabulary consisted 83% of swear words. And that's fine. I'm rocking that 12%. I'm rocking that 12% average. So I get around the curve. I pull into the 
apartment building and he points to the door that his is his entrance that he's going to go into. So I just pull up straight to the front of the door. I didn't even pull into a parking spot. I just pulled right up to the door because I wanted to get him as close to the door as possible so that he didn't have to still walk in the rain. So I pulled literally right up next to the door and I popped that bad boy in park. And I was just like, I hope you enjoy the party. And he grabbed my hand and pressed it to his chest. So I have my left hand on my steering wheel. My chest is pointed towards my steering wheel. And my right hand is clutched in both of his hands and it's pressed to his chest. At this point, I'm not making direct eye contact with him because too much, too much, too intense, too soon. We've known each other for 97 seconds, at which point he said four curse words and smells like vodka. So, and he's also wearing Adidas slides. That's just... I don't trust that from the jump. I didn't trust that from the jump, but my hand is pressed firmly to his chest. So many things are running through my mind of, okay, how are you going to attack someone in a 2002 Ford Ranger? There's not a lot of space in here. And also at the same time, his hands are soft. So, and he's looking, I can feel him looking into my fucking temples and he hasn't said anything yet. So I glance over at him. I I don't move my head. I don't move my chest. I just move my eyes over to his eyes. And he's looking at me and he goes, one hot. First of all, is this the live action reenactment of Lion King? It felt like it for a second. One hot. And I was like, I nodded. He's like, one hot. He said it four times. So we have one more to go. And I was like, Yeah, because I don't know what to respond to one heart. Part of me was wondering if I should like grab one of his hands and put it like on my head and go one brain. But I understood his sentiment. So I continue on. He goes one heart. And I said, cool. Yeah. And he was like, motherfucker, you are so nice and got out of the truck and went about his day. And that happened two years ago. And that Adidas slide wearing motherfucker enters my consciousness on a weekly basis. And he's right. You know, in hindsight, he's right. We are all one heart. (laughs) So one heart cubs go out there with the aggressive love that this guy brought to me in a 97 second interaction. Actually, it shouldn't, it wasn't really 97 seconds because we sat outside that front door for what I would assume is way too long because you would think that it would be about seven seconds and we were there for another minute and a half with my hand pressed firmly to his chest. So one hot, Cubs. One hot. And the other thing about that guy is I didn't know if he was 30 or 62. I didn't know. I didn't know. I have a new goal. I have a new goal in life. I, I want I want to live to be 108. I want to live past the year 2100. The odds of that happening are very, very low because I'm pretty sure no male in my family has lived past the age of my current uncle right now. So we all have, we have all had a, a slew of severe heart problems, which is why I do my best not to ever get fat. And, but I want to make it to 2100 just so that the kids of the day go, he was born in the 1900s. I want to be the oldest living person on the planet. That would be so fucking cool to be older than every single person that currently exists on the globe. 
I want to be that. I want to be that. I'm going to be for sure competing with like three little old Asian ladies in China that have done nothing but raise sheep and eat rice their entire fucking lives that are just been breathing mountain air for the last 108 years i have to compete with them which that sucks and it's for sure not going to happen because i usually drink about two bang energy drinks a day and i don't think that that's the i don't think that's the concoction i don't think that's the mixture to live to be 108 but i feel like if i you know if i switch it up sometime in the next decade and maybe i'll just move out to the mountains maybe i'll just take my family I'll move to some tropical mountainside in some other fucking land where they don't even know what cars are yet. They're still riding the they're still riding the burros. And uh maybe I'll make it to 108 then. Because I want to be t- I want to make it to year 2100. And you know, like Ricky Bobby says, advances in modern science, my high level of income. I wish I could do accents and I don't know why racist southern guy is an accent that I can immediately tap into. And I just can't but I think that would be a good time. I think that would be a good time. Actually, no, that was definitely just a filler. That was just definitely just a filler line. I think that would be a good time. No, I'm going to be fucking miserable at 108. I'm going to be fucking... Listen, this is all kind of ridiculous because there's no way I'm making it past 65. I'm like, I live too ramped up, you know? If... If you if you believe like that one like that one thing that Donald Trump said that one time where he said that <laughs> it doesn't matter what we do, everybody just has a battery and when you run out of the battery you just die. So regardless of if you're healthy or not, you're just everybody has like your natural internal battery expiration date, which is wild. Hey, explain cancer, but I feel like 65 is the cutoff because remember, I told you if I'm over 40, was it 40 that I said it was or 50? I'm over. I think it was if I'm over 50 and my body starts slipping, I'm jumping on steroids. I also don't think, I don't think bang energy drinks and steroids are a good concoction to live to the year 2100. And you better believe that when I'm 50, I'm fucking starting a goddamn cycle. I'm starting a trend cycle or whatever they have at the time, because if I've lived my whole life natural... I earned it. You know what I mean? Just going to fucking just going to call up Joe Rogan on my personal cell phone. <laughs> Dude, I'm starting a new job. I'm starting a new job at the end of this month and I'm very very excited. The culture of this new job is pretty dope. The owner has hired like a bunch of ex-wrestlers, like people with that like wrestling background that know how to get shit done, which is basically why I got the job, I feel like. I got a job offer the night that I went in to talk to the guy about the job, and I was very, very excited. I got to I got to tour around the building, check it all out. And the only difference in this job is from what I'm currently doing is that I have to like reimmerse myself into the kind of that alpha mentality culture, which I thrived in when I was younger. Thrived in when I was younger, but I've been out of practice for a few years because I haven't been surrounded by that. And I was like, God damn, are you going to be able to tap back into that like? athletic competitive mindset pretty quick and the answer is yes all I got to do is listen to two episodes of Joe Rogan and I'll be fine because I definitely don't listen to that right now but don't worry don't fret Cubs listen don't be nervous don't be like oh VJ is going to start this new job and have to tap into this like old unused part of himself and then the podcast is going to change we're not going to talk about killing elk on this fucking (laughs) podcast we're not going to talk did you hear that VJ picked up archery did you hear VJ picked up archery and started swinging kettlebells around, and now he gets in fist fights. So don't worry about that. You don't got to worry about that. <laughs> this is personal life shit. <laughs> 
you, we will still we will still get the top news stories on this podcast where Jennifer Lopez has Giardia and you're going to be fine. Oh, fuck, I forgot to talk about this a, a few weeks ago. I made it. I made it as a content creator. As a content creator, I made it. Someone took my profile picture. On TikTok, someone took my profile picture, made a fake account where they just added one L to my last name. So the profile was V-J-G-I-U-L-L-I-O. And they took my profile picture, made a fake account. There was no videos on it. And then they just started sliding in. They would go to my followers page. They would message them and say, hey, I've selected you for a random uh, giveaway that I'm doing for my account. Follow this link and input your information. So I'm getting inundated with messages from people on my actual account saying like, hey, there's this fake account, right? And they're trying to get people's information and stuff like that. Like just the typical scam thing. And I, part of me was like, that sucks. Like that fucking sucks. Also made it also sucks. Also, hey, cool. This dipshit scam artist thinks that I'm important enough to fucking try to scam people. Like people are going to trust my ass and be like, oh, it's just VJ. I'll give him my account. I'll give, I'll give him my fucking personal information. <laughs> this random guy with a podcast asked for my personal information. I'm going to give it to him. So I reported the page enough that eventually it got taken down and the messages stopped. But here's the deal. If you've ever clicked a link from a direct message and then input your personal information, you deserve to get your identity stolen. Hey, it's 2021, okay? You know what I know for a fact? If you're on TikTok, you're not 87 years old and have the ability. You're smart. You've been around the internet for a second. And you know that that just doesn't happen. If you've ever clicked on an email or clicked on a link and input your personal information, you deserve to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that were stolen from you because you didn't use your brain. Don't ever do that. Excuse me, sir. This is a in reference to your credit score. There's been a recent ding on your credit score and we need you to tell us your social. Eh, fucking there it is right there. If anybody asks you to input anything other than your name, exit out of the page. I don't even put my email address in when I purchase shit. I don't even trust that. And you'd be like, well, don't you uh, put your card information in when you're trying to buy something online? Nope. PayPal, baby. I only do the direct stream type of shit. Because why would you trust a single person on the internet? The internet is the literal succubus of the entire world. Okay? It just like all the fucking leeches come out. Speaking of leeches, let's do some unqualified dad advice off of Reddit, babe. Babe, I just clicked into Reddit and I just realized for the first time, you know how I refer to Reddit as the taint of the internet? As like the as the devil's highway of the internet? their tagline is the front page of the internet. Uh, no. Uh, nope. It's not. It's not. It's where the devil comes out to play. So you know how it rolls here, babe. We go onto Reddit. We go to the advice column on Reddit. We scroll randomly and we give people advice because I'm a new dad. And this section is called unqualified dad advice because even though I'm about to be a father of two, oh my God, so excited. Dude, Ever since we found out that it was a girl, I'm like cloud nine in it. 
I'm like, I'm just imagining flash forward two years. I don't want it to come too fast, but it's going to, it's going to fast. It's going to come fast anyways. I'm just flash forward in two years to where like I have both of my little girls. We're like helping mom shop. We're like going grocery shopping and they're just holding dad's hand on either side. And I got my two little freaking princess baby angel queens. And I'm just like, I get just like the warm flutters in my heart. How did I get on that? I don't. Oh, yeah. Unqualified dad advice. But it's all still so new to me that we give advice to people on the Internet unprompted and unsolicited, which is a bit redundant because those two words mean the same thing. But we're just going to scroll, find people asking for advice, and we're going to give them advice. And it might be really, really mean. So because some of the posts on here are not only completely spelled incorrectly and have no punctuation whatsoever, it can get really shitty when they're asking about should I ask my roommate to wash the dishes? Don't ask the internet. At, ugh. <laughs> Don't ask the internet about mundane shit like that. But we're on right now. We're going to scroll. Stop. Eshin97 asks, is this gynecomastia? What is gynecomastia? Before I even open it and read it, we are going to find out what fucking gynecomastia is. And I know right now this is probably like it has the word gyna in it, which makes me think of gynecologist, which makes me think that 87% of you listening to this episode right now know exactly what this is. But I'm a 28 year old male with a very limited intelligence line in terms of I know about working out. So we would learn together. So we're Googling what gynecomastia is. We're going to go straight to Wikipedia because that's where all of the real information and knowledge is on the internet. Gynecomastia is the abnormal non-cancerous enlargement of one or both breasts in men due to the growth of breast tissue as a result of hormone imbalance between estrogen and androgen. <laughs> okay, so you got male titties. <laughs> that's, all the, that's all the topic was, or that's all the top line was for the advice post. Is this gynecomastia? And I have yet to open an advice piece where there's a picture involved. So I don't get, I don't think we get to see a fun picture of some big old male titties, but Jesus. Oh, hi. Oh my God. Hi. Hi, baby girl. All right. So just so that the cubs are up to speed on, uh, what the remainder of this episode is going to be like, it is Father's Day. It is the morning of Father's Day. I was trying to get this bad boy busted out before everybody woke up, but my my girls just came in, and now we have a little bit of background, because I got the baby girl in here with me right now, and now Fran is in here too, so we got, we got the girls just hanging out with Dad while he records the rest of this podcast. So this is going to clean up drastically, so let's find out what the guy really needed to know about gynecomastia. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be talking in like hushed tones. There will be background noise because my daughter is in here literally pulling everything off the shelves. And that's just what I'm just letting her play. She just gets, she, she just gets to play in the black background. Not that she never doesn't always just get to play in the background. That's always 100% what she always gets to do. But now she gets to be on episode 18. What a treat. So Eshin97 is this kind of, oh, there is a picture. This is the first time I've ever had a picture posted. I'm so embarrassed because of this. I can't even take my shirt off when I'm at my own home. They used to be much bigger 
when I was fatter, but they have become smaller after I lost some weight. Naturally. Is this fat or gynecomastia? I think, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I think that what you shouldn't do, Eshin97, is ask Reddit for medical advice. Because the last place that you should feel embarrassed to go is a doctor's office. If there's anybody that's apt at handling situations and or questions like this, it's a doctor who trained for 12 years in order to answer the question in 26 seconds. Not twink girl 94, you know? Why are you asking her? Why are you asking us? But is it gynecomastia? There's literally zero way to tell from the side profile picture that you posted, but 100% it's gynecomastia. Like, I have literally no idea. I have no actual idea if that's what gynecomastia looks like because I had to Google what gynecomastia even was. But 100% that is it. That's it. And that's just, a, that's just this doctor's advice. This doctor's advice is you have gynecomastia, and if I was to give you a plan on how to handle it, I think that the best plan would be to take those uh, sheep shearing shears and just go to town, I think. Like, that's just this doctor's advice. Hope that helped. Come here, baby. Come here. Get it. If you guys would like a quick little update on what on on how fast things go when you have a hypermobile nine month old, um, there are about four hundred twenty seven permanent markers scattered around the floor. So next topic, <laughs> scroll stop. No clue about trading. Says anyone had a baby during COVID and how have you handled it? I had one, so I'm just wondering. Hey. I did have a baby during COVID, and I also impregnated my wife again during COVID, so I turned her into a baby-making factory over the last year and a half. Hi, beautiful girl. Speaking of, I now have that uh, first one in my arms right now. So, honestly, it was kind of nice from from the delivery room in terms of nobody else was allowed to be in there, and we just got to kind of absorb everything that was happening together. That was kind of nice. Um, in terms of her social interactions, we were lucky enough to have a friend that had a baby a month later. So she gets that baby social interaction pretty consistently. The only thing that has ever really made me nervous about this whole baby during COVID thing is some sort of a disassociation that might take place in regards to people's faces because of the masks. So I make sure that when we are taking her, thanks baby. I make sure that when we are taking her, we make sure that we're taking, when we take her to the grocery store, things like that. We are, we intermittently pull those masks down and interact. I feel like, you know, as adults, we're fine. You know, we have to throw masks on whatever. The paranoid people are going to be paranoid. The people that care about other people's feelings are going to care about other people's feelings. The people that are naturally contradictory are going to be naturally contradictory. I feel like the biggest thing that this is affecting, though, is kids that are like five to eight where they're learning social skills in school. They're learning how to read people's facial uh, expressions. Oh, do you not agree? Uh, you agree or do you not agree? She disagrees. She thinks that it's a little uh, bit older than that. She thinks that the biggest people affected are about 42, but I just don't agree with that. But I feel like those of us that had babies in COVID, obviously there's a, a different level of interaction that we were not allowed to have due to lockdowns. But guess what? With a newborn, you don't really get to go venture out into the world anyways. So I feel like it was all kind of normal in that direction. 
But let me open this up and see what your actual question is. No clue about trading. Let's open this up. Oh, that's literally all it says. You don't have a body. So your only advice was anyone have a baby during COVID and how are you handling it? I feel like it helped. Genuinely. Because I didn't I didn't have the burden of focusing on what was happening on the news every day. I didn't have the burden of wondering if the entire world is going to come crashing around because I had a super good perspective of the only thing that matters in the world is this brand new little baby. So I didn't get too stressed out. So maybe just focus on that. Focus on what matters. With them being newborns, all you really got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's her piece of advice as well. Okay. So what did you say? What did you say? Sack up? That's good advice. Yep. The nine-month-old says sack up. So yeah, don't overthink it and enjoy your life. Don't overthink it and enjoy your day-to-day in your own house. Scroll stop. Daily Sip of Coffee asks, boyfriend asks me for $50,000. First of all, Daily Sip of Coffee, what are you doing? What are you doing that he feels inclined to ask you for $50,000, meaning you just have $50,000 probably more chilling, just laying around? Baby girl, I love your background commentary, but don't judge your dad. For not having $50,000 just laying around. I'm doing my best, okay? You have a house and clothes and food, okay? Be appreciative. She's so she's so mean in the mornings. Daily Sip of Coffee, we're going to open this up. So I recently got a huge blessing with a lump sum of money, and my boyfriend of five months asks me if I could give him $50,000. Hey, $10,000 for each month, hypothetically. Hypothetically, he asked you? So he asks you if you would give him $50,000 hypothetically. My response was that, What would you need $50,000 for? That's a lot of money. This started a huge argument. That's a red flag. He said he asked that question because he already knew the answer to it and wanted to prove a point. And he gaslit you. Red flag, gaslight. Basically, he claims I'm fake and I act stingy with money. Are you acting stingy with your $50,000? No, that that was perfect because money came into the picture and he got to show you his true colors initially with one fucking question. Get out. I'm not even reading the rest of your post. That's all we had to read. Get out. Daily Sip of Coffee, you uh, can do better. And you can also afford so many sips of coffee. Hey, splurge and buy a cup of coffee. Buy a daily cup of coffee. No more sips. All right. No more scrounging for you. Oh, she posted an update underneath it. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the advice. No problem. It's my pleasure. I felt like I was going crazy arguing with him about the situation. It's also frustrating. I can't seem to get him to understand where I'm coming from at all. I wish he could at least respect my response. He still thinks I'm stingy and fake for not giving him 50K. So literally you asked Reddit for advice. Uh, They gave you advice. And then you just went, thanks for the advice. Still going to be in the same situation. So daily sip of coffee, too much. Oh, yeah. Now we're having our morning poop in the background. So if you hear some grunting, that's not me. You doing good back there, baby? Yeah. Work it out. <laughs> Scroll. Stop. Throwanon 31. Like QAnon, but with shot puts? Throwanon 31. QAnon, but with spears. My nephew has health issues that my brother and sister-in-law refuse to treat. They punish him for it. For whatever reason, my 10-year-old nephew can't feel when he has to poop. It kind of just oozes out throughout the day. Oh, kind of like incontinence. We have done some research and found that 
There are a number of treatable reasons why this happens. Despite this, my brother and sister-in-law refuse to bring him to the doctor. They also punish him when he has accidents as he... Yes, I know. You Hey, don't weigh in on this because you can feel your poops. That's not fair, okay? You literally feel your poops all the time and then you just push them out. Remember that time that dad had poop from his wrist up to his elbow? Remember that? You had a, you had a huge blowout. I took your onesie off. And then poop ran from my wrist down to my elbow. You remember that? I remember that like it was yesterday. And also the wild thing about that didn't gross me out because it's my baby. It's very clear that he can't control it. They think he's just lazy. It's gotten to the point where he's punished and yelled at all day. Sounds like some lazy fucking parenting to me for something he can't even control. It's getting worse. It's understandably affecting his emotional health. I would be depressed as well if I was scolded 24-7 for something I can't control. Anyway, there's no getting through to them. He's not old enough to express what's going on. They are awful parents. I don't know what to do. That one's tough. Just because it's like, it's not your kid, so you can't just like bring him to the doctor. You also like don't want to call CPS or something stupid because what an overreaction that would be. There's a time to approach people with things in terms of, their emotional state, I would try to assess the best emotional states and just maybe try to come to them with like the most empathetic and like, listen, why not just go get it checked out? You know, like why, what would be the harm in going to the doctor and just asking a couple questions about it just to see, and then, and then frame it in a way that it's going to make their lives better. So do it like you're doing it for them. Be like, I know. What do you have? Okay. You can play with that. Be like, I know like how stressful and aggravating this all is for you that he just like is pooping his pants all the time. I know that's super frustrating, but what if it was a problem that could just get solved with the doctor? Like think of how, think of how much of a headache that would save for you guys. Oh, I feel like that would make your guys' life so much better. Frame it in a way that makes it about them because obviously they're the type of people that only care about themselves. So that's what I would do. You good? Just, just took a tumble off of the bookshelf all good god you're tough hi beautiful hi hi baby come here come hang out with dad let's sign out on the episode what do you say you want to say you want to say goodbye to everybody oh yeah you you for sure have poop in your diaper let's go let's go change that all right hey cubs this has been episode 18 of cheer up babe the podcast the father's day day edition yeah. You know what? As a, as a, oh, by the way, you can take your hoodie off. Let your kids out of your closet. All right. Turn to your significant other and be like, sup, bro. You know, if you guys want to support the podcast, go leave a review. You can go to cheer up, babe, the get a hoodie. I also have some new stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Go follow the podcast, Instagram, cheer up, babe, podcast on Instagram. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sign this out. I hope you guys have a great day. You know, uh, J-Lo, don't drink water in sketchy areas because I just have this feeling that it's going to go bad for you. And uh, I hope you guys go out there. Have a great day. Cheer up, babe.